Welcome back to the Sojo Show. I am here along with my friend, AJ. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. And if you're listening to us live-ish, this is a week that, you know, you've probably seen a little bit of red and pinks and purples in your life. Yes, and hearts (laughs) and banners. And Valentine's Day cards, do they do those little, the exchange? Yes. They do the little kids. I mean, we we don't, you don't have little kids anymore, you old lady. I I know, I am an old lady. I know, me too. Um, no, but they do, they still do all of, I see it on, on all of the, um, you know, all the, all the mommies of young people. Or, and if you're listening to us and you have young people, you probably are doing all the Valentines. Oh, that could be a whole nother podcast story on my Valentine's adventure. Oh, I know, it totally could be because we talked about a little bit today, and there's definitely a story there. Oh my word. We have Valentine adventures. Um, anyway, so it's Valentine's week and we're going to let you listen to a podcast episode that we did around this time last year. As a matter of fact, um, even if you listen to it, which I actually recorded it and forgot most of it. So even if you listen to it before, listen to it again, seriously, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say the reason why it's worth a listen is because we're talking about our emotions and feelings. And sometimes we know in our head that we're loved, you know, yada, 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 whether it's by a parent or by a spouse or by a friend or whatever, by God. But sometimes we struggle with feeling loved. And I know we've all been there. You know, maybe you're not there right now, but you have been in the past or you will be in the future. And we have some strategies for dealing with that when our emotions just aren't where they need to be in a very healthy place. Yeah. And also on the flip side of that, I just, when you said that, just reminded me that if you're not in a place where you're feeling this way, then I'm so happy. Yay. Yes. You know, someone in your life who is a guaranteed, and it may be someone that you love dearly, who is there, they are being lied to by their own emotions and by the enemy, and they do not feel loved or lovable. And so either you or someone you know is in that position, and we need these truths that we talk about in this episode. We need the gospel, and we need this reminder. So if you are kind of in a place, if you take a listen and you're in a place where you feel like, oh, I, I, this, there's somebody that, that, I know is struggling with this, shoot this over to them. It's pretty Mm -hmm. easy. I don't know exactly how to do it because I'm not real tech savvy, but there's a button there somewhere. It says to share the episode and just, and you can literally copy a link and send it to them in a text. And that in and of itself will remind them that they are loved by both you and God. So I don't, the way that wasn't planned for me to say that, but I, um, I just know that Knowing that you are on the mind and heart of someone else can be used by God to remind them that not only you, but that he loves them in a big, mm-hmm. big way. So, yeah. so just yeah. after listening, think about that too. So all mamas of teen girls, go ahead and send this to your daughter because <laughs> whether they're telling you they feel loved or don't feel loved. They're probably going to be struggling within the next 28 day cycle. So uh, I would go ahead and send it. 
Oh my word. I hope your daughter doesn't listen to this. She doesn't. (laughs) Neither one of them do. (laughs) Funny. You're so funny. All right. So take a listen. Seriously, it's not a very long episode. It's very, very. I listened to it again this morning, actually, and I was super encouraged, not by anything we said, but just by the truth that is presented. So let the Holy Spirit speak to you through it and not in like a super weird way, but just, I know that sounded kind of weird, but just, just take it for what it is and be reminded of the truth of the gospel today. Yes, you are loved. Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. Welcome, everybody, to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ. Hello. And that's Jen. And today, actually, we're doing something a little special. Because we're also video recording this episode. So dumb. So we got to remember that. (laughs) So, you know, if I pick my nose, remind me, hey. (laughs) Well, and my hair still is kind of damp. So, I mean, it is what it is. We are good. We're real. It's good. Yes. So, but I do have a question to start us off with. <laughs> I get to ask it this time. So I'm a little excited. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Not on seat. I don't know if I'm excited or not. <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta, all right. I'm just going to go ahead and can I just say, as we get started <laughs> that, I mean, I'm like, I'm kind of, I got to pump it up a little bit. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling the energy right now. I got to feel it. So AJ, Let's go. Get me feeling it. Okay. Well, you guys, this morning I boxed her and she responded and was like, you're kind of scaring me (laughs) with your energy level. So I actually am toning it down right now. (laughs) She has all the energy today, all the energy. And I have none, but that's okay because I'm going to feed off of her. (laughs) Well, I hope you do. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) so back to the question. Okay. What is the question? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, kinda, you kicked me off kilter. <laughs> okay. The question is, has there been a time in your life when you knew in your head that God loved you, but you didn't feel it? It just wasn't, you know, something that you had the emotional capacity for. Okay, so that question is not really going to pump me up. (laughs) (laughs) But it ties in with our discussion. (laughs) That's going to drive me down. Oh, No, by the end of the podcast, you will be pumped up. I promise. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to get pumped. Um, (laughs) All right, a time where I feel... Okay, so I don't know... If it was really that I felt unloved necessarily, but there has been, there have been times in my life, as I'm sure all of us can appreciate where I have felt, um, I don't know, like maybe like confused about the purpose for why I was going through a particular pain. I was wondering if, you know, kind of what, what's, the point of it? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Does God really 
I mean, does God really care? I mean, again, these are not necessarily hard questions, more head questions like, um, does he understand? Does he know what I'm going through? Um, there have been the two times in particular that, that stand out to me. One time was a relationship issue that was, um, it was just, it was kind of devastating. And I wondered, why am I having to face this? And, you know, I felt like I'd done everything right. And yet I felt it must have been me. It must have been me that caused this relationship issue. And it was painful. And I was mad at God about it. So, and then the other time was when we were growing our family, when I was a lot younger and when we, for our history and we probably, we could talk about at some point on another podcast was we had um, several uh, losses. I lost four different babies. And when I remember the fourth um, loss, I remember being so mad at God and feeling so unworthy of motherhood and unworthy of, you know, obviously our family was unworthy. And I, and so I guess that's kind of feeling unloved and very confused about the whole thing. And so I knew that God had a plan because I'd learned that and I knew that kind of in my life, but I needed someone to remind me and I needed to remind myself. And during that time, it was really hard to remember. So I don't know if that's the answer you want and how you're yeah. going to tie that in, but there you go. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> absolutely what I was looking for, because I think there are times for all of us when we know in our heads what we're supposed to, we know the Sunday school answer Yeah, God loves me. Of course he loves me, but in our hearts, we really question that either because a person in our life is giving us contrary messages to that, or something happens in our life where we're really doubting, is this? really coming from a God of love, or maybe our theology isn't so well established where we feel Mm -hmm. like God's Mm -hmm. love is tied to our actions, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's more based on whether we perform and we're good and we keep all of his rules just right, you know, and if we do that, he's happy with us. And if we don't, maybe he's not. Um, There's many reasons why we can question God's love, but I have personally found that there are things that we can do to bridge that gap between our head and our heart. So our head knows it, but our heart may not feel it. And I have found that praying the promises of God in particular is a way to bridge the gap between the head knowledge and the, and what we experience emotionally in our hearts. And I know this is a little bit of a touchy subject because we can't rely on our emotions to tell us the truth. Right. Like right. they can be wishy-washy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so if we're relying on that, we're going to be sorely disappointed because emotions come and go. Yet at the same time, I believe that God desires us to know completely body, soul, and spirit, which includes our emotions he wants us to know and understand his love. That doesn't mean we're always going to feel it. It does mean that we can foster our emotional health with God's truth. And I think when we lead with truth, our emotions can follow. So that's all that that means. And I have found that praying the promises of God from directly from his word helps my emotional well-being. If we can put it that way. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, as you were talking about that, it reminded me of something that, um, cause one thing about this particular way of remembering God's love and God's faithfulness is it is not dependent on anyone else, but you and God and his word. Because as I was thinking through, sometimes when I went through really difficult times, one of the things I would need to do is I would try to lean on others. And and there is something to that. There's something to having a biblical community to lean on and spiritual friends and spiritual mentors and leaders to lean on during those times. That is definitely necessary. But there's also something that's really sweet and special about the fact that if all you have is the word of God, you have enough because you have those promises and the truth of those promises when you get them settled in your heart just reminds us of how loved we are. So I like the way that that this particular, I'm not calling it a tip, I'm not calling it anything special except to say this particular um, way to remind ourselves of the truth of God's goodness and his grace and his love and his sovereignty it doesn't require anything but you and the promises. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's, it's very powerful. And well, just to kind of back up a little bit, I think if if our listener, if you guys have listened to the Sojo show, you may remember from episode 32, where I shared a little bit of my backstory and why I think I'm particularly prone to feeling like God doesn't love me or that I don't measure up. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back for that backstory. But basically this is something, this is one of my struggles. This is one of my weaknesses is not feeling enough, not feeling loved, feeling like something's wrong with me, all of that spiritual insecurity that comes with that. And many years ago, I don't know, I don't remember how long it's been, but it's been many years at this point. I came across the verse in 2 Corinthians 1.20, which says, all the promises of God are yes in Christ Jesus. And that's like, that's super great news, right? But what really stood out to me when I read it this time was the second half of that verse, which says, and through him, we also give the R amen to -hmm. the glory of Christ. And Mm -hmm. that jumped out to me because I had never considered my role in giving an amen to the promises of God. You know, I had just always known, oh, God's promises are powerful. I should know them, but I'd never intentionally given a yes, this is true. I I affirm this in my life verbally or any any otherwise to those promises in a deliberate and intentional manner. And so it just really struck me that day that I was not like I was. I was affirming those negative emotions. That's what I was amening in my life. And I was affirming and amening the world's standard or their labels they had attached to me or things from my childhood and my past, you know, that had shaped me. Those were the things that I was really affirming and amening and not intentionally amening the identity that I had in Christ, the provisions I had in Christ the resources that God had given to me in Christ. And so I decided that I needed to be intentional about it. And I didn't want to set something up where I would fail at it. So I set a time limit of 40 days to intentionally do this 
one promise of God from the word a day for 40 days. And I just kind of did it as an experiment to see what would happen in my own life. And when I first started, there were no mountaintop experiences. There wasn't anything like amazing to write home about. But what I began to notice is that over time, internally, there was a major shift. For example, when I started to feel condemned by my failures, I would immediately begin to remember God is the one who justifies me. There's no condemnation in Christ. Like all of these promises that I had been meditating on began to shape my response and and do it more rapidly. And so over the period of 40 days, I began to see massive shifts in my own thinking about myself, thinking about how God saw me and that radically affected my emotions. And so I can give testimony to just the power of God's word and the power of standing on those promises and how it does transform you. Yeah. Well, and you know, just the mere fact that you were in the word for 40 days straight, mm-hmm. that in and of itself, um, we know that the word of God transforms us. We, we're told that in the word and it is, it's how he speaks to us. And so focusing in on those specific promises that were to you as being in Christ had to be, you know, like, like, you know, I like the way you said it, there was no mountaintop experience right away. And, you know, and, and I think that this is important for us to realize sometimes it's just a matter of opening the word, even when we don't feel like it, even when we finish our reading and feel like, oh, nothing's really happened. When we don't have these experiences experiences necessarily, because what that does is that builds in us a discipline to come back to the word again and again and again, even when our emotions, as you said earlier, fail us. And in doing that, in your consistency, in that initial experience of just going repeatedly again and again and again, whether you had chosen the promises or whether you had chosen something else in the word, I truly believe the result would have been the same in that God will meet you and he will, and he met you and he built your confidence in yourself because it was not in yourself. It was in who you are in Christ. And the fact that um, we can focus in on, all that we are because of all that Christ did is, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's a gift that I don't think enough of us realize how big of a gift it is for us to know and really be able to understand who we are in Christ, who we really are in Christ because of his word. I think we do not take advantage of that enough. We don't go to him enough. We don't read about this enough because just like you you know, just like we said, because we don't feel it. I think that the discipline of doing it again and again and again is just beyond critical. And I love that you had that experience. And here's the cool thing. You kept doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't just end at that 40 days. Right. My suspicion is day 41, you opened the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and this particular challenge, I have continued every year since then because it is so powerful. And I will just say God's word, there's, I don't know that there's anything more special about the promises of God versus other things in his, in his word. I definitely agree with you on that, but I do think 
there are additional benefits to the promises specifically. And, and I think that when we amend those promises, according to second Corinthians one twenty, we derive the benefit of those. And just, there's just two verses that, um, that remind me that there are benefits to the promises. One comes from second Peter one, four and five. It says through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, through the promises, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So the promises of God are a means for us to part- partake of God's divine nature. There's something about, it's not the law that that delivers divine nature to us. Okay. You would think that, okay, it's by obeying the law, obey, obey, obey. It's not, it's through the promises of God. It's through the grace of God. It's through the goodness of God that that is what enables us to be like Christ. And I think when we feast on them and we use them in our lives to cultivate um, an understanding of God's goodness, that is how we are transformed. You know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive to what we would think would normally work. And then the second promise or the second scripture that reminds me of the benefits, particularly of the promises of God is in Psalm 119.50. And this is where David says, this is my comfort and affliction. Your promises give me life. And I think we derive a very unique um, hope when we feast on the promises of God. So and and the Bible is full of them. Somebody said that there's over 7,000 promises or 7,147 promises in the Bible. Now, I guess they were literally counting them, um, but there's a lot of promises there. But the promises of the cross and around the person of Jesus Christ in particular are are very special because these are ones that we as believers in Christ Jesus can know assuredly that we can claim. And so Jen, I mean, I have a question for you um, just about that, because this is something that I get asked. How do we know that we can claim a promise from, from the Bible? Like when do we know it's okay? And, and when should we say, Hmm, is this for me or not? Do you have a, do you have an answer for us on that? (laughs) You know, it, that's a real, it's it's a great question because I personally do believe that a lot of people take verses of the Bible out of context and can even take promises out of context. Now, there is nothing wrong with extrapolating some of the, some of the promises that were meant for specific people and kind of, kind of, um, thinking through those promises and thinking through how God is faithful, was faithful to them, and therefore he will be faithful to us, right? But there are also some of the promises, if you look at the context of scripture, which we preach over and over again to do, there are some specific promises for people in the Old Testament, for example, or for people that were specific to them, right? Mm -hmm. And again, It's great to look at God's faithfulness and the fact that he he definitely fulfilled all those promises, even though that specific promise may not be for us. 
you know, for the promise of, that God made to the Israelites to go in and conquer the land of Canaan is probably, that is not a promise specific to us. He was faithful in, in fulfilling that promise. And that is what we can take from that. <laughs> Right. So in Joshua 21, 45, not one of God's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. He says that in Joshua, those specific promises um, were not necessarily specific for us, but his faithfulness is specific for us. Right. His faithfulness goes out. The cool thing about the, the, the word of God and his promises is there are so many that actually we can hold on to, and we know they were meant for us. In particular, the promises that relate to the work of Christ on the cross, the work of Christ in salvation, the grace of God in, in rescuing us from our sin and his wrath, those promises that he made in the word of God are very applicable for us today. And we can hold on to them, right? We can hold hold fast to those promises. So although I do think that it's important to look at promises and, and understand the context, I do know that if you are looking at the promises that he has made to you, because of his work on the cross, that promise you can hold on to. Romans 4, verses 20 and 21, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his face and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do all he had promised. We can say that. We can stand firm on this and we can be strengthened in our face and we can give God glory because of what he did on the cross. And those are the promises of the cross. Those are the promises. We call them the promises of the cross. They're not, it's not, it's not an official name, but those are the promises related to the gospel of the cross and the fact that God sent his son to die on a cross that we deserve. So because of that, we have this exchange of our sin for his righteousness. And when we are given those promises in the word of God, we can hold on to them and we can hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, right? Because he who promised is faithful, Hebrews 10 says. Yeah. He is faithful. Yeah, that is so good. And and there are so many of them. You know, that's that is the really cool thing as as you start to dive into scripture and to look for the promises related to the person and work of Christ. The New Testament is packed full of them. We have the promise of forgiveness. You know, first John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous and to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, justification, no condemnation. We are promised freedom, life. We are we yeah. are alive unto God. We are dead to sin and alive to God. There's just so many packed into um the word of God that are for us. It is like you said earlier on, it is really a shame that we don't spend more time understanding them and cultivating them and love going back all the way back to the beginning of the episode. We are promised love. He yes. loved us enough to do these things for us, to give his son for us. He loved us that much. That is a promise we can hold on to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So ultimately this podcast episode is an invitation for you to discover these these promises afresh from the word of God 
Um, maybe it's for the first time, maybe it's for the hundred and first time, but we invite you to take a fresh look at them. It will cultivate your relationship with the Lord, your intimacy with him, your understanding of the person of Christ. It will improve your prayer life. And I dare say, I believe it will um, bring healing to your emotions if your emotions are out of whack as well. Yeah. And it'll also make you realize that your emotions are not true all the time. Yep. And help you to focus on what is true. So the best thing that we can do is to focus on the very one who gave us life and to focus on the one who is in control of all of it and is sovereign over all of it. And no matter where you are in your walk with God, no matter whether you're just curious as to what we're talking about, or you've been a believer for 50 years, no matter where you are in your theology, and I could name, you know, the whole spectrum of that, no matter where you are in that, these words that are in the Bible, that these words of God, these promises are true. And they are true for you if you are believing in that. And so we, we invite you to come alongside of us over the 40 days leading up to Easter is when we're doing it live, but you can do it at any time. We invite you to come alongside of us as we pray the promises of the cross. We read the promises. We understand the promises. We ponder them. We look at the context. We under we try to understand these promises, how they fit in with our lives. And we're going to do that together. We invite you to come alongside with us as well, because the word of God will transform you. And this particular challenge, this particular, I'm looking at the promises of the cross. Yeah, there may not be anything necessarily more or less transforming than any other part of the word, but we're going to do it together. And we know that it will draw you closer to him and give you a better understanding of who you are in him. If you come alongside and do it with us. Yes. Yes. And there have been so many emails I've received over the years, literally hundreds of emails from people whose lives have been transformed just because they have taken time to meditate on simple sentences, just, just a sentence a day from scripture. And they have allowed that to transform their lives. So I invite you to join us and discover how God will transform your life as well with the power of his word. Yeah. Tell them how they can do that. How can they do it? We haven't even told them yet. All right. So all you have to do is go to sojohub.com slash promises, and you will be able to sign up for our free challenge. This is a powerful, powerful challenge. Uh, And like AJ said, there've been hundreds of women who have seen the benefit of this and have been transformed by this. And if nothing else, if nothing else, it gives us 40 days of consistency in the word Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is just priceless and then in addition to that we are reminded of the goodness of the gospel which we need every day we need it whether you're in a valley or on a mountaintop you need to be reminded of the gospel of of christ that's right and whether you're saved or you're not yet saved we need reminders of the gospel and i would just say too that this is a very easy way to get God's word into your heart. We're not talking reading through, you know, the Bible in a year or reading, 
the new Testament in 90 days where you're, you know, you're committing 20 to 30 minutes a day in, in a passage, we're talking one simple scripture a day. It is super easy, but super powerful. Yeah. So go sign up at sojohub.com slash promises. Invite your friends to go sign up as well. And your your the people that you hang out with, the, your small group, your Bible study, invite them to go to that same link to download the list for free and do it together. Do it with us, do it with them and be transformed by the word of, of God and the power of your testimony. Yes. Amen. We can't wait to see you there, guys. Bye. Hey, friend, it's Jen and AJ. And we have a quick favor to ask. If we have made you smile on this podcast or encouraged you in any way, or hey, if you're just a kind person, (laughs) will you take a moment to leave a five-star rating for this podcast? It takes just a second, but it helps others decide whether to listen to this show or not. Also, if you're on Apple, please drop us a review. We'd love to hear from you in this way. Thank you so much. And here's a virtual fist bump coming your way. (laughs) Fist bump. (laughs) 